0: Betches Media presents...
1: Ha ha, laugh, funny.
0: Mention It
2: All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer... Who oh, gonna check me, bro? And Barry Rosenfeld. I need right. to start drinking alcohol. Now go to
0: sleep, we. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer.
1: And I'm Barry Rosenfeld. And honestly, let's just get right into the effing news. Boy, because-
0: do... Boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about Below Deck and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. But first, we have, I would say, a, a slew of Housewives news to get to. And here's I feel like, the news. I feel like Housewives news comes in waves. Like there will be a couple weeks where it's like, oh yeah, like nothing really happens. We're watching our shows, and then there's yesterday, where first <laughs> we got, oh, okay. So let's go in our first. First, we got the news that Erica is being sued. And allegedly her divorce is a sham made up so they can embezzle money,
1: which, by the way, I want to thank all the fans for (laughs) for assuming that was not the embezzlement part. But every single person you could not Mm -hmm. ask one person who was not shocked by this, they were like, there has to be more to the story. I liked that.
0: Um, I liked that people were like, "I called this," and it's like everyone <laughs> called this. <laughs> so, because so they initially announced their divorce, remember, on election day, and immediately people were like, "Okay, maybe this is like some kind of business arrangement." We know Tom has some legal stuff ongoing, so like right. it would be a good time for Erica to kind of jump ship financially. And it turns out that that might be uh, more true than we thought, and perhaps in a less legal way than. I mean, I know nothing about how like fraud or embezzlement works, but essentially the claim is, and of course this is all alleged. We don't, we don't know yet. Right. Basically the idea is that Tom is in this legal issue, may not have as much money as he seems to have, or the money might be running out. And that this divorce would be an arrangement that would allow them to kind of, um, take uh, move some money around and make it so it's not really available to be taken in whatever is the ongoing legal thing so now they've been they've been sued well
1: they're allegedly embezzled funds meant to help families of victims on of plane crash which the story just keeps keeps getting like and it's so funny in like articles that i've read it's like details of how tom and erica also known as erica jane (laughs)
0: <laughs> right they're like erica gervardi also known as pop star erica jane it's I think so it's crazy it's yeah it's crazy because it would be one thing if it was like a strategic like she's just gonna take half his bank account and like then they'll like work it out later but if it's really like something more sinister with like these plane crash survivors like that's it's pretty bad so i'm hoping that it's not fully true but you know Okay. If you had to, if you had to guess scale one to 10, what do you think the likelihood is that we will actually hear about any of this on season 11 of Beverly Hills?
1: They, it depends how far into, no, they didn't even start film or they like just started filming. I don't know because if it is, if it is a legal thing, which it is, they're not going to go into details, but they'll mention it. And she might, I knowing Erica, I don't know. She might throw us for a loop and be like, It's none of your fucking business. I do. I think there's no
0: way that they won't bring up the divorce itself because I mean, how do you can't just not mention it? And it's been, you know, in the thick of filming, but I, I have my doubts that we'll actually get any kind of greater context, but you know,
1: it also might not, right. It might not be something they talk about because the actual, like, like I said, the, families of the place that's a little like serious like they might that's not true. make light of that on a show because that's really fucked up
0: I mean but hey Elizabeth Vargas is a housewife and she can't talk about Dude, anything let's so let's
1: not talk about her today <laughs> we'll we will talk about her, her tomorrow her. yes please okay so
0: our our second big story yesterday was then Bronwyn Bronwyn Wooden Burke announced that she is now identifying as a lesbian making her the first openly gay current housewife which is kind of crazy i i that thought was in my mind i was like has there been and then i i saw that it was like officially she was the first which is just seems wild that it took this long but i'm I'm happy yeah for but
1: her. it's 2020 it's the first date they, with they're bringing on the first everyone of real housewives so they're like oh shoot <laughs> we really gotta like speed this up but like listen bronwyn i'm happy for her that she is again Orange County we'll talk about tomorrow but she did make some comments in last night's episode that were very like interesting with the news that came out with her yesterday like she was Mm -hmm. like talking about being true to herself and blah 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 and um, I think it is great for her I mean again I wish we know more about what's going on in their family life obviously people are questioning what's going on with her and Sean and blah 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 but I feel like a weight has been lifted off Bronwyn's shoulders for sure
0: definitely I just hope I'm kind of stressed out on behalf of her kids. I feel like there's just a lot going on in their family's life right now. And it's all very public and I cannot imagine. I hope that they're kind of like handling it well as a family, but I mean, shit.
1: <laughs> I know there, I know there's a, a lot. I mean, I was texting you last night that Kelly was on watch What happens live, which at first I was like, why is she on here? But then it was because I think they wanted her to apologize and also gave Andy a few minutes to call her out on some things, which I think the audience like appreciated, but she was talking shit about mm-hmm. Bronwyn on watch what happens live as she's not an alcoholic. She's doing this for, she wanted, she did, had kids cause she wanted a reality show. She was going like in. And I was like, I would you say know, when a housewife starts talking so much about someone else, it's cause they don't have their own shit together.
0: I would say Kelly on watch what happens live gave some nicely crafted PR responses that are, um, <laughs> Completely opposite to everything she's exhibited on social media. So yes. I would say um,
1: and actions speak Andy, louder
0: than words.
1: Andy said, don't you think you should think before
0: you post? The, look, we, we, I mean, we don't have to get into everything she said, but the thing is like, the thing about Kelly that I think has been so frustrating over the last several months is that it's not like one tweet that was tone deaf or like one post that was not advisable it's like over and over again and then she doubles down and lashes out at people that call her out and so it's like okay like for you to say that you support black lives matter it's like okay since when like show us i don't i don't know whatever i don't want to talk about yeah same (laughs) i her
1: i I, right when you think she's it's fine you're like never no never mind thank you so much.
0: Finishing off the like trifecta of major stories we got yesterday. Turns out Kyle Richards, Kathy Hilton, and Derit all have COVID right now. We knew last week that we heard production had shut down because someone tested positive, but we didn't know if it was production, cast member, whatever. And now it appears that like half of the cast has COVID, which is pretty pretty crazy.
1: Well, here's the thing about these people who think they're invincible they're not (laughs) and covid will get you if it wants to so obviously i hope they're all doing well i i know you can tell they're doing like they have been social distancing doing whatever but when they have to go to work and they're doing the show like they could have been exposed to someone, so I hope no one's sick. I hope they didn't get other people sick. I hope their families are okay. But seriously, like it's real. It's still here, and I think I think it's and tough if they because... ruin if they ruin our filming for our show, I'm gonna be pissed because like, hello, we have to talk about Beverly Hills. So I think they'll be okay. They should just okay. they'll take
0: a little break. We have plenty coming up. We have we have Dallas. We got a Dallas trailer that we forgot to even mention. Um, Maybe let's talk about that tomorrow.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. We have so uh, much new and thanks for the news. Uh <laughs> you
0: know, I just hope all the housewives are okay. We've had, you know, a couple different production shutdowns and stuff, but at the end of the day, yeah. it's like it's really tough because obviously it's good to stop going to parties and big events and stuff. But even if so you just even if you're just filming as a group and then one person, you know, is at the doctor's office or is exposed to someone, you know, their kid brings it into the house like it's really easy for stuff to quickly kind of spiral and I hope they get it under control and can continue
2: filming safely. Right.
1: Let's talk about Below Deck because like it wasn't actually that much of an interesting episode, I should say, which is good Mm -hmm. because we have a lot to talk about with Salt Lake City. (laughs) Great.
0: Okay. This season of Below Deck so far, I feel like it's there hasn't been kind of a lot of there hasn't been any big drama yet. We've seen some kind of like, you know, you have stuff developing like Shane is still lazy, doesn't really know what's going on. Um, Elizabeth kind of seems to be continually underperforming, I would say as well. And Rachel clearly has this temper issue going on, but we haven't we haven't seen any kind of like blow up moments yet so I'm hoping there's a little more coming soon but
1: uh, do you know anyone else who I don't know if they might not be able to find caviar threatened to slit someone's throat or cut their like scrotum off I was like that's dramatic Rachel. probably like every
0: below deck chef but that's
1: dramatic. <laughs> well here's the thing like her temper is like a little scary but not that tempers aren't but it's like she gets like she turns into okay I was dying laughing because in one scene where she was throwing shit into the freezer she looked like the bowl. like she was hunched over <laughs> and she was like throwing shit and she was mad and I was like I get it because this one guest like requested caviar so if you don't have what you need but here's an idea because you know Dylan and I are filled with ideas and advice why don't you look for what you need before the charter comes and like have a I checklist do. yeah
0: that's my question like I <laughs> feel like if there's it's one thing to not check like every single thing but if there's one like specialty ingredient that the guest specifically asked for like maybe just take a peek this Um,
1: happened before with a tequila like they needed that boat to bring tequila (laughs) and I was like why didn't you check if you had that one bottle
0: I know I I feel like I would if I had like a grocery list I would just make sure that all the stuff was on it I don't I don't know (laughs) I'm I'm sure it's more stressful than
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm sure it is, you're
0: right I thought it was interesting Um, Shane didn't get in as much trouble As I thought he was going to for sleeping But then he can't help himself and got in trouble later in the episode for leaving the like garage door thing open
1: well here's the thing i was like wow i was kind of crazy too that they he didn't get in any form of trouble because i think they know he's kind of on his way out so they're like we're not gonna like demolish him for taking a nap but it was funny when eddie was like talking about why and it's because shane is like a little gentle soul so you have to like go easy on him so that literally is why he didn't get in trouble but can you imagine just like during the day at work going to take a nap and then like one of our bosses at work just like doesn't yell at you dylan because like like he was tired
0: you know let's not wake him if I asked really nice, the right way, the right person at the right time, I might get away with taking an hour I nap agree. in the middle of the day, but <laughs> I would, I would have to clear that first. I think
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's nice I, to just ask first.
0: I also, I I want to just bring up really quickly. We see James talking about his kind of struggles with body image and like self-confidence. And I thought that was nice to see. Cause I think a lot of the time we don't get that type of discussion from men on, tv shows and it was interesting i know you watched the bachelorette we also saw um on the bachelorette this week ben talking about having an eating disorder and struggling with that so a big week for um for guys talking about body image issues which i think is good to bring kind of more light to
1: oh totally and it's like obviously um it's a serious topic but it's Speaking of the bachelorette because you brought it up and I can't just not help myself all these (laughs) stories that they tell, including that one. I tweeted this the other day, too, because like they get more, 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 more dramatic each season. And I'm just like, if you don't have a traumatic childhood story, like could you get on the show these days? Like that's what if not? What if everyone's stories don't really like? aren't that (laughs) traumatic and and to be honest it's very different coming from being on tv to real life because i know you're not supposed to judge people but those are heavy stories to tell when you first date someone so it's very interesting to see your reaction because if someone told me a story like any of these on the first date i'd be like two suit we don't even know each other i don't it's
0: interesting because like i feel like that's actually that's like a a common reality show trope if you think of like america's next top model they're always like oh (laughs) like she like slept in a car to get here and like had to sell the clothes off her back like whatever and like they always on drag race they're always like doing their makeup in the mirror talking about their sob stories it's it is interesting like how even on below deck like everybody has their little like tidbit of personal yeah well of like strife (laughs)
1: I can see that, though, because below, like w- working on a yacht isn't a normal job. So I feel like there has to be a reason why you chose this route. <laughs> like nobody, nobody here is like 100 percent normal. <laughs> right. But no one, no one that I know is either. So that's totally. That's
0: true. That's totally true. But fine. Yeah. So overall, I'm hoping that the drama kind of ratchets up a little more in the next couple of weeks. But I'm I'm still enjoying it. think like below deck is just like a nice it's just a nice easy watch
1: it is I feel so good but you know you know what we are now moving on to the drama because I feel very strongly that it's going to take a lot for me to gain some respect back for Miss Jen Shah. Jen a Jen lot a tough,
0: a tough episode kind of from start to finish oh. and even based wow. on the preview for next week it seems like she's kind of doubling down so we we pick up where we left off at Whitney's Roaring 20s party with the cowboy stripper and you know the pole dancing um, and so it's funny because they're at this like speakeasy bars yeah like saloon I don't even know Hustle. and so at some point they're all sitting down at these booths like restaurant booths or whatever and it's just funny because they're kind of like moving from booth to booth and so Jen takes Meredith aside and they are having this conversation about how I mean first Jen is talking about how she She's like questioning again Meredith wanting to spend time with her daughter, which I just think is like a
1: yeah, enough. it's just a
0: point. It's like a lame, it's like a it's a non-issue. It's
1: it's a moot point. Jen then, literally was like, You're so you're saying you're choosing Chloe over me, basically is what she was saying. And Meredith was like, Yes.
0: Well, yes, yeah. And she was like, this party ends at midnight, so then you're going to spend time with your daughter. And it's like, okay, even if Chloe was asleep when Meredith got home, she still is going to be there when she wakes up in the morning and they can have breakfast together and whatever versus like just having girl time with Jen, which she can do whatever. And then obviously it goes back to Mary and Jen is just like so fucking angry at Meredith for even like having... You know, a kind of like base level friendship with Mary. And I just, it's interesting because Meredith brings up, she says, Well, the last time I saw you and Mary was at my birthday party and you two were hugging and making up and saying that you were sorry. And Jen is like, Well, the only reason I apologized to Mary was because it was
1: Meredith's birthday and I didn't well, want it to be a thing. And it's like, that's not Meredith's fault. <laughs> right, that's no one's fault but your own and also did anyone know that until right this second? And also that's pretty fake to do. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's way. like it's
0: not it's not Meredith's fault that your apology wasn't genuine and she wasn't like sticking up for you in this fight she didn't know about. But also, it's like Meredith is not she is very specifically saying I'm not picking a side in this argument because it doesn't involve me and Jen is just like She, I feel like she's acting like Mary. She's acting like Mary killed her aunt herself, rather than kind of a tone deaf comment about the hospital smell. And
1: she's also, she's also questioning Meredith about her loyalty when she brought up loyalty. I was like, girlfriend, this is not as dramatic as you're making it seem. But she has, she she goes from that conversation. She has an absolute meltdown, and that is. Being nice about it. Like, we have all been at bars or out one night where you drink either one too many or that certain alcohol affects your friend the wrong way. (laughs) You're lying if you're saying, like, that isn't true. You know that. And so clearly she drank what it was the alcohol, like she did. And this made her get like this. But these are grown ass women. For these women to have to make sure they go over to Jen. Because they're scared she's gonna yell at them Mm -hmm. if they don't. And more than one of them said that, by the way. That's like Mm -hmm. not a friendship that you want. What kind of friendship is that? It's
0: yeah, and well, and I mean the whole she just is weirdly like so angry at Meredith. Meredith says she's disengaging, she is not gonna engage, which I thought was actually, I think that was the right thing to do. They were clearly Jen was at a point where she was not gonna just like be chill. So I think it was smart of Meredith to kind of be like, you know, this is not going anywhere. Good. I'm just going to walk away. I'm ready to go. I'm going to go see my daughter. Um, and yeah. And then when J- that's when Jen goes, you're going to go with Mary who fucked her grandfather. And it's just like, so I, was, I, like, I actually really felt for Mary in that moment. She was like, yeah, I heard it. And it's like, at least too. now I know that that's like how she feels. Cause That's not, if Jen really was like, if Jen felt like Mary was a friend that she was going through a tough time with, she wouldn't have said
1: that. If I was Mary, I would never speak to Jen again. That is just like below the belt. It's nasty. It's again. What did I say a few minutes earlier? When someone does is constantly talking shit about someone, it's because you don't have a life or you don't have anything going on. What was the reason for her to scream that across the bar to Mary? There was no reason for that at all. And now I'm getting fucking mad because her behavior in last night's episode was so embarrassing that it was absurd. I'm, but really small plug. I'm
0: picturing Shop- Cardi B.
1: What was that reason? <laughs> Shop betches. Oh Came God. out with a disengaged wine glass, which is the funniest thing ever that last night's episode aired because I was like, it had nothing to do with Salt Lake City. It's actually from our bride's collection. So I was like, well, Wait, putting oh it God. right into our Bravo collection now. It's not ready yet, but it's it's on the site. But yeah. Sound so how funny is that? <laughs> Shout out to Meredith. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> um, um. So then, okay, one quick thing that I just have to mention because I was dying when Heather is helping Jen find her Uber and she's talking to the guy on the phone and she goes, (laughs) "Yes." (laughs) she goes, she tells the Uber driver, I look like a flapper with cankles, which I'd (laughs) love. I love Heather. I feel like she is a hundred percent like at ease with herself and is like, so just like down. And I, I love her.
1: Yes. She's a a really nice Mormon woman.
0: I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day, and it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year, and it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, In orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. To be clear, if you were in Mary's position, I assume you would not have invited Jen to your Met Gala luncheon? <laughs>
1: uh... Correct however Mary was being the bigger person she was doing this not to be malicious she was actually doing this to make Jen feel like a smaller person by the way which I loved that I loved
0: Mary Mary strikes me as the kind of person where she she can feel very uncomfortable in certain social situations she seems like she gets kind of like frazzled and like you know is kind of like yeah a little bit like panicked sometimes But I don't think from what we've seen, and again, I mean, it's still only a few episodes in this could change. Mary doesn't seem like the kind of person who really like wants drama. Like, I think she can definitely hold her own and she can be like, she can be kind of like intense when she is like placed in a dramatic situation. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't like she wants everyone to come to her lunch and get along.
1: Oh, 100 percent. Because here's the thing. The difference between Mary and I, well, there's a few, but one of which being if Jen had said that to me at the bar, I would have reacted very differently than what Mary did. But Mary kept her cool and was like, I heard like, you know, didn't do anything because I think she mm-hmm. knew that Jen was just like a waste case at that, at that moment. And that yeah. there was nothing to do, but. um,
0: So another thing we see in this episode is the news of Meredith's separation is finally well it starts to trickle out and then it just comes out in full force
1: well Jen what the fuck Jen had the the worst episode I've ever seen I'm sorry so
0: I I loved the scene when with Meredith and Lisa going shopping Mm -hmm. for her new house and they really do can I touch
1: (laughs) can I touch
0: (laughs) I okay Jen I, not Jen. Lisa is one of those people where I feel like she is kind of a nightmare, but in the exact way I want to see on TV.
1: Can I touch? She, that was so good.
0: She loves like a recurring thing, like in the fir- in the first episode at the party when she's that. like, "Love your dress. Love, love your cape. That. Love your bag. Love your hair." <laughs> and this time, can I touch? she's asking if she can touch like a painting. It's not even no, like it, it,
1: something it to so, touch. And then they showed, and she just put her hand like on the top. And I was like, and honestly, some people need that for like satisfaction, but I was you like, know, Wait, there's nothing. The woman, it was like an led light. And the woman was like, no, like this one, you you she's can't. Like
0: I guess you can touch like the, the side of the frame. <laughs> I was dying. But then when, you know, it was actually a really nice moment when Meredith told Lisa about her separation And Lisa was really, she was surprised, but she was super supportive and really seemed like, I feel like we got more of a window into their relationship because Mm -hmm. you could tell that Lisa, she wasn't, she wasn't being supportive in like a superficial way of like, okay, girl, let me know if you need anything. That sounds hard. She was like really, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, this is a tough thing. Like, please, please lean on me because I want to be here for you.
1: Yeah. I like, I actually do like this friendship a lot. I, I want to see more of that. I feel so interesting when a new you know franchise starts like this because it's like, I want to know more about this. Like you hear them all in the beginning being like, I met this one a few weeks before the other girl. So like they got to know each other. But I'm like, I want to know how in-depth these friendships are. But we also see, this is so random too, Heather and Jen having dinner together. And that is when Jen spilled the beans, the little small can of beans about Meredith's separation. She knew exactly what she was doing. She said it. She, she in mm-hmm. her confessional, she was like, well, she hurt me. So I'm going to, that is so, you don't, oh my low. God, I can't yeah, like, come it was on. that is. Well, and <laughs> Meredith.
0: Okay. If Jen was hurt by Meredith's actions, that's a, that's a feeling. She can feel that way. That's whatever. Different people are hurt by different things. But Meredith didn't do anything that was spiteful or she didn't do anything with the intention of hurting Jen. Mary invited her to church. She went to church. It wasn't like, I want to fuck over Jen, so I'm going to go to Mary's church. Whereas Jen then took whatever way she was feeling and said, I'm going to deliberately use this information to fuck with Meredith And that is so like I want to like Jen and I think I you know I, I don't know where this season is going to go We'll see I think Jen has the potential To be a really great housewife but In this episode it was like you're being a shitty Friend
1: she felt very toxic In this in this mm-hmm. episode Specifically and I was like ooh, girl Like it's come a, on
0: and it's a slippery Slope because if you do that kind of stuff One too many times then you can quickly find Yourself with no real alliances or friends left in the cast and that's when it becomes tough to kind of stick around
1: yes and seeing these two specifically fight Meredith and Jen you see a massive difference with like their personas like Meredith is like I am not this is not me like sorry
0: Right, (laughs) Meredith uh... is like Meredith is like if you want to work on our friendship we can work on our friendship but I'm not just going to sit here and like get hysterical about something that was not even done in a way to harm you like I appreciate I don't know if like sometimes I think Meredith can be almost a little too chill but I appreciated in this situation that she really was committed to taking the high road and was like I don't know why why you're like screaming at me
1: right now I know but Meredith makes me laugh too and because like you just said she's so chill because she's so chill I'm just like wait get angry she's like (laughs) I'm not I'm not I am not engaging in this and like she just She's with like, a hand not, motion like mm. no
0: <laughs> okay let's but i talk really about, like her let's talk about Ms. mary cosby's met gala cocktail attire luncheon
1: because i was this, dying at what how, heather, party, explained
0: how or, heather explained it how heather explained it bee feeders on a, and a red carpet at noon in utah no no
1: no because There's... she was like the met gala is a location and the theme changes every, <laughs> changes year. every year so so how is your theme also, the met gala
0: also, the Met Gala is not cocktail attire for sure. That shit is I got black what tie. Mary was
1: saying she instead of saying black <laughs> tie, she said Met Gala. You know, whatever. Give her a break. She was trying.
0: I love that. <laughs> I actually think it's really funny that when they say cocktail attire, the majority of this cast shows up in a pantsuit. They, I'm kind of into they it.
1: Looked, they looked phenomenal in those pantsuits. Phenomenal. When,
0: when Meredith and um, Lisa walked in, and they're like pink and white pantsuits. Like they both looked really chic. I was, I was very much enjoying it, Me too. but okay. Can we talk about the, this table setting? There's a beta fish at every place. There's no they one have, in the restaurant. <laughs> they have custom notebooks and pens that they're supposed to write something in. They have Louis Vuitton earphones. It was so bizarre the way that this lunch was set up and you could tell that this was like straight pulled it out of Mary's brain onto the table. Like
1: I, yes. Uh, and I also got very uncomfortable watching because I don't like forced fun. I've been vocal about this before. I don't I'm like not. forced, not that this was fun, but I'm saying I don't like forced activity. So like, I wouldn't like to be blind, showed up to an event like that blindly and being like, share something. We don't know about you. I don't like that. I'm not like that. I don't, I don't find that necessary if you don't know about me, it's, there's a reason for that. <laughs> like, it's funny. Like,
0: I feel like housewives loves uh sort of like an activity at the gathering that kind of, I mean, these, ac- it's obviously like planned that there's going to be some, you know, kind of um what am I saying? Some kind of conversation that's going to come about right. because of this activity. <laughs> and we see the beginning of it where, you know, <laughs> I love, I love that Lisa's thing that she wants to say is basically <laughs> that she loves herself. She's and
1: like, I have big goals. I need to reach Wh- them.
0: In Whitney's confessional, she's like, I wish I could be that confident or or arrogant. I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> it, it, I mean, listen, there were no rules about what anyone had to write. So if that's how she felt, whatever, not everyone has the same, you know, troubles. But it was so I loved, I did love when Jen was like, do we have to write it or can we just like talk about it? I was like, honestly, I agree <laughs> with you. Just like make it like a conversation
0: also also Whitney took this opportunity to clear up that she is not a swinger
1: um, <laughs> oh this is an inside joke between me and Lisa because everyone was ever literally the whole table is like what the fuck this lunch um, was a mess oh my god so uh, we'll
0: we'll get more into this next week but we see Jen kind of talking about the pressure of growing up with the oldest child in her family her dad's from Tonga I wasn't I mean Mm-mm. I that is that the family stuff is its own thing, but the whole the whole tie-in to Meredith, I didn't yep. really see that. I thought yep. she was kind of like give us a little bit of a stretch, and then mm-hmm. in the preview for next week, we see that she is like screaming at Mary. So yeah, clearly, it doesn't go great.
1: I wasn't buying that at all. I was like, and first of all, she made it seem uh, again take the family thing out of it. That has nothing to do with that at all. Where she was like, I act like that because. That's how I really care about my friends. It's what that makes less than zero sense. No one behaves like that because they really care about that friend, Dylan. Imagine mm-hmm. I loved you so much, I just screamed in your face like all the time, and I was like, "No, it's because I love you." <laughs> it doesn't it's work okay. that I, way.
0: You know, sometimes you just have to embrace that you're a grandfather mf'er, and it happens.
1: You have to go there. <laughs>
0: Um okay with all of the stuff that we've talked about this week who is your number one bravo lab in the group
1: my, oh my, my number one is heather for multiple reasons, this episode, yeah. number one, she made it very clear when she got up to go to Mary to not touch her food, especially her lollipop drumstick, because let me tell you, when you go to any event like a wedding or anything, when you go to the bathroom or the dance floor or anything and then come back and your food is gone. Have you ever felt a pit in your stomach like that oh before? Oh my god,
0: especially when you tell someone to watch your stuff. Don't
1: touch my fucking food. I would rather
0: I would rather have like my coat or my my wallet get stolen <laughs> take my than shoes. my than my food or my beverage. Honestly, take my take my credit card, I'll get a new one. I don't don't take my t- fucking food because if the food is gone, I can't just get a new one. I mean, maybe also, I can, you can't drink not. that
1: much more. Cause you're on an empty stomach. It's just like bullshit. Who do I have to talk? What maitre d do I have to talk to? Don't <laughs> touch my damn.
0: What maitre d? Oh my <laughs> Don't God. Touch my um, damn
1: food. Okay. So it goes to Heather. What about yours?
0: I'm going to say Lisa. I, I really appreciated the scene with her and Meredith. I thought that was a really great moment and it was nice to see a more, maybe a little more human side of her, but at the same time, I love her kind of, um, like nightmare quirks like can i touch can i touch and yeah i just i love lisa i'm very into her energy
1: at first i was a little hesitant because i was like oh no where am i where is she going like i don't know but i i do i have always felt a small love so i think it's growing it's growing a
0: big a loving thumbs up to lisa this episode Um, thank you guys so much for listening don't forget to check out our bravo by betches collection on shop.betches.com and follow us on instagram at bravo by betches and rate review and subscribe to this podcast if you enjoy listening
1: thank you so much and we will be back tomorrow Batches.